this is Michelle with Hope, having only positive expectations. If you're the parent of an addicted loved one, you're in the right place. I am here because I understand your pain. I know what you're going through. My story may be different than yours, but the anxiety is probably the same. Today, I'm going to talk about boundaries again. I, I think this is a topic that I am really working to master. <laughs> I am not good at the whole boundary thing and I'm trying to get better because I'm working on my recovery and I hope you are too. When I say recovery, I just mean that sometimes we get addicted to the drama of this life as an addict mom or an addict dad our feelings and our emotions kind of follow wherever our child is or is not and it's very difficult so this weekend um, our son had to come home for a court date and his wife was coming too they aren't living together Um, they're still both in separate recoveries and we wanted to honor that and before they came my husband and I talked about boundaries you know, where were they going to stay? What were we going to allow in our home and what weren't we, right? Well, he was going to stay for four days and she was staying for six. So we knew there was going to be um, just difficulty there. Um, and so we tried to come up with a plan and we talked to our son and daughter-in-law before they came. Um, but obviously I had apprehension because... I'm new at this and the last time they were in our home was when they were actively using so there's all that trauma in our lives of is it going to stir that all up are they going to be willing to talk is there going to be a huge dysfunction all those questions and then of course we have our granddaughters their children living with us so then it's dealing with all the emotions from them as well. So um, I'm all about boundaries and trying to study them. Well, things went great. Our son had his court date and um, it was just a pre-trial conference and he had to meet with a probation officer. He doesn't get sentenced till August and he's still working in the recovery field uh, five months sober. So um, we're hopeful, but we also know that you know he's on his own journey just like you and me we're on our own too right so today boundaries um so our son went back to um, his life in Florida yesterday and um, I was with our daughter-in-law and her children and things just got really uncomfortable because the girls our grandgirls had me and their own mom living in the same house. And so there were several difficult moments where um, it was just tough. It was just really tough. They didn't want to listen to me. um, And they were being disrespectful, of course, and they wanted to honor their mother, which I'm all about. But I had to set the boundaries. And I said to my daughter-in-law, you can't stay here. You, you've got to go to your mom's. 
and her mom lives a couple miles up the road so it shouldn't be that difficult right but it was it was because I think she took it personally um, and uh, I can't help that right she has to learn how to cope with her feelings just like I have to cope with mine and um, so it was a very very difficult day yesterday and today and uh, she'll go home tomorrow so maybe then things will calm down and maybe not um, because then I have to deal with the emotion of her daughters our, our granddaughters and everything that accompanies that because they don't want to honor me um, they don't always want to respect me so um, it's a lot of work <laughs> it's a lot of work so I I'm just here to help you right I mean you all have stories with boundaries and we tend to um, need help with that. When I was struggling, I called a friend of mine and she said, this is what you need to do. And she was a friend that is really good at establishing boundaries. I mean, I'm always in awe of her um, in a healthy way, in a loving way. So um, she gave me the the encouragement um, to know that I needed self-care. I was struggling, and this was just for for the betterment of my um, well-being. So let's let's talk about um, having healthy boundaries. Means knowing and understanding what your limits are. What are your limits? Can you name them? Can you list them? If you have a loved one living in the home with you, um, even before you sit down and talk to that individual, list what your limits are. If you could say, if you could wave a magic wand and say, when I wake up, I wish that all these things would happen. What would those look like? What would those be? And then think about this, um, this week, next week, this day, tomorrow. Um, recognize in your own emotions when you feel like you're being taken advantage of um, my heart will race I'll get a little angry inside and I will feel stressed and uncomfortable and if you really pay attention to your body and what's going on you will learn you will identify what your limits are okay and if you've been in this new normal for a while, this might take you some time to really figure out where are my limits? Where are those? So you're going to have to tune into, tune into your feelings. Tune into um, listening to, so for during an interaction, um, with somebody and you just all of a sudden feel resentment. Ask yourself, well, what, why is this bothering me? Why is it this, does this person have an expectation of me that is above and beyond what I wanna do? So resentment usually comes from being taken advantage of or not feeling appreciated. Um, and I did. I felt like that yesterday with my grandgirls. Now, they're 9 and 14, so they're oblivious, and, and I get that. Um, but I 
felt very taken advantage of. And I thought, you know, they need to go stay with mom at, at gran their grandma's house on the other side because that that's healthy for them too, to all be together. And there wasn't any real way to pussyfoot around it, right? So I had to be direct. Um, but back up a minute. When someone acts in a way that makes you feel uncomfortable, that's a cue that they may be viola violating or crossing your boundary. So pay attention to that. And then when you decide to set that limit, be direct. Be direct. Um, it, it was it was tough for me to say that to my daughter-in-law because I know how sensitive she is and how difficult that was going to be for her. But she's on her own journey too. She's recovering. So part of her recovery is learning how to cope with different boundaries. Um, and so even though it might have hurt her, I know that in the long run it's going to help her. So I'm holding tight to that. I'm holding on to that thought because it helps me um, get through, get through it. But um, if sometimes, even if um, another way that you can feel like you're being taken advantage of is if a person is challenging your opinions. Some people just challenge them in a healthy way. My husband always tells me I should have been an attorney because I love to argue. <laughs> but it's only because I love a healthy conversation. I love to see both sides of the story. He, on the other hand, does not appreciate that. So <laughs> we have to learn how to um, have discussions without it sounding like I'm challenging him all the time. So I work on that. But... Um, so there are some people you can be direct with and others, um, you know, you, you might have to be a little different about it. But for me, I'm a very direct person and that's just the only way I could, I could do it. It was the only way I could deal with it is, hey, this is what's gonna happen and this isn't working. So here you go, here's all your stuff and you need to go to your mom's. Boom, done, right? The next thing is give yourself permission. So um, fear, guilt, self-doubt, those are the pitfalls. As soon as you set those boundaries, you're going to start doubting whether or not you did the right thing. It's just a part of it. If you know that it's coming, that might help. So for instance, if you say, I know, I told him, I gave him a warning, 10 days he was going to be out on the street unless he chose to go into recovery. I gave him all these solutions and um, options and he didn't pick any. He's a, he is um, violating all my boundaries, so the next step is out. And so you see your child walking down the street, backpack on his back, and he's leaving. And inside you have all this guilt. What kind of mother would put his ch her child out on the street, right? When you know they don't have money, they don't have anything. They're not, they don't have food, they don't have a place to go. How could a mother do that? So the guilt gets in there. And then of course the fear. What will you do if your child ends up dead, right? What, do you, what are you most afraid of? Or are you afraid that your child is just never going to talk to you again? 
if you can keep focused on helping him on this journey, or her, helping her, if it's your daughter, on her journey, that what you're doing is actually helping them, helping them build resilience, it might help alleviate some of that fear and guilt. Because in the end, we can't protect them. They could get in the car and get in a car accident and die. There's no way we can protect them from everything in the world and everything in their life. Um, A lot of people think they should be able to cope with a situation or just say yes because um, they feel drained, right? It's just easier sometimes to just say, okay, fine. Um, having boundaries is just work it's work but if you're in a recovery mode which if you're listening to this podcast you want to get better then you need to step it up you need to feel like you have to do something different to gain headway and um you're learning, you're learning, and I hope that, you know, this is helping. The next thing is practice self-awareness. Boundaries are all about honing in on your feelings and honoring them. So if you notice that you're slipping, which I totally did yesterday and not sustaining my boundaries, um, ask yourself, what changed? What changed? What, what am I doing? Or what is the other person doing? What is this situation that's making me so resentful? Where, where are you in the process of that? And what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do? What do you have control over? Because again, we don't have control over anything but ourselves, right? So another thing to consider is your past and present. How you were raised... Um, along with your role in the family, can become obstacles in setting and preserving boundaries. So our daughter-in-law was raised in a very strict um, culture where children were to be um, seen and not heard, so she was never given a voice. So she's not, um, she hasn't practiced the skills of setting boundaries. Um, Maybe you are the same way or... Um, just not in tune. Maybe you're, you're used to ignoring your needs because you lived in a family that where you took care of, you were a caretaker. Maybe you took care of everybody else. And so your needs were always last. Um, and, and I want you to just to reflect about that and think about that because where you are now with boundaries, your past may be getting in the way of how you establish boundaries right now. Um, And then make your self-care a priority. That's, I'm all about that, right? Make your self-care a priority. Um, You need to take care of yourself. Our need and motivation to set boundaries has to be better. It has to be stronger. So you're going to hear me talking about boundaries a lot on this podcast Um, so important cues 
about our well-being and about what makes us happy and unhappy are right there in our heart, in our head, in our person. We just have to listen to ourselves and really um, pay attention to when we feel like we have the wind sucked right out of us, right? And we just can't breathe. Um, Putting yourself first gives you energy, peace of mind, a positive outlook to be more present with others and be there for them. When we're in a better place, we can be a better mom, a better husband or a wife, a better coworker, a better friend. But we're, when we're in the throes of um, just trying to cope with boundaries that are just trampled on, we feel almost dizzy and um, out of control and angry. And it's like, whoa, whoa, where did this all come from? Where, what is going on here? I got to change this right away. So maybe these steps will help. Um, find support. Um, I'm I'm on a I'm on a page. Um, the mom of no, the addict's mom, the mom of an addict, both ones, and um, people share and listen, and and the, sometimes that really helps. But be careful who you're listening to because there are many people out there that don't that they're really bad at setting boundaries too. They just don't have it down, and I get it. It's a skill. It's definitely a skill we don't all have. But be assertive, be consistent, be intentional about looking for your boundaries. And, and even at work, in your family, you know, journal about it. Where are those? Where are your boundaries? And start small. Because this is a new skill, right? So we can't just assume that it's, we're going to get good at it right away. Um, I started sewing when I was maybe eight. My mom had me in sewing classes. And then years ago, I started, I mean, I've sewed all my life. And then years ago, I started sewing draperies. So, but it didn't happen overnight. It was a skill that I had to learn a little bit at a time. And boundaries, we got to look at it the same way. Build upon your success and um, try not to take on something that is hugely overwhelming. Maybe make it something little like, hey, um, family meeting. I need everybody to just put their plate in the dishwasher for me. Set those boundaries and then when somebody doesn't follow through, hey, who left their who left their bowl out? Okay, thank you. Can you come back and put it in the in the um dishwasher please? Um start small. Start with something little and test it. And um figure out first though what sets you off. What sets you off and how can you um, get better at setting those limits? And remember, it takes courage, practice, and support. But guess what? I'm a cheerleader, and I'm here to tell you that this is a skill that you can master. I believe in you wholeheartedly. God bless.